Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Our guest tonight, Ken Seals, as we have our normal weekly conversation with the Vanderbilt quarterback. Ken Seals joins us as he does every week. The Commodores fell in a disappointing game on Saturday to Mississippi State. Ken, thanks for joining us. Hope you're doing well. I am, and uh, disappointing uh, it sure was. Uh, but happy to be here and uh, happy to talk some football. So let's go. Well, anyone who's listening, they know by now you've got a hurt finger. You've been out for two games. Um, I, I know you probably don't want to get into health and everything, so we won't do that. But what was it like standing on the sidelines for another game, kind of watching things unfold and not being out there? Yeah, so I had uh, I, the thought had came to me um, during the week this week that uh, South Carolina was the first game that I had ever like not uh, participated in, much less like started. I've always you know started on every team in my career, so that was the first time I didn't uh, you know go out there on the first nap, and um, I didn't realize it at the time, but it's um, I think it's kind of a bigger deal in my career than I can like fully grasp right now, and um, part of that kind of started to I feel like to set in a little bit um, on the sidelines on Saturday. Um, it's just, you know, really disappointing where I feel like, you know, we're so close as a team and there's so many things that I thought we did well on uh, Saturday, despite, um, the score and what it may have looked like you watch the film and it's just so many, like, just, it, we're, we're small details away from like having big plays and, you know, I, you know, feel like I can do some part in helping contribute to some more success on offense. Um, I certainly want to play football, you know, just sitting there watching sucks, not actually playing the game. Um, and so there's that part of it too, that, you know, I just want to get out there and play, but you know, my role has kind of been, um, uh, to be more of a, uh, positive energy force, um, getting the, uh, spirits up of guys on the sidelines. Um, a motivator, uh, kind of a second-level coach almost. Um, so I'm on game day. That's what I try, and that that's my job. Like that's my one eleventh, you know, to to say the least. Is um, is to make sure that I'm there for those guys and uh, the guys that are playing on the field that I can help them out. It's obviously not the exact thing that I want to be doing right now, but um, you know, I'm trying to get better as fast as I can and um feel good about playing in some football games this year so we'll see how it goes um and to be completely honest they uh, kind of keep me in the dark on how my recovery is going to i don't i don't really know um how fast i'm progressing or if it's ahead or behind schedule um but i i feel like i've gotten uh felt better and uh we'll see you know it uh obviously sucks um being on the sidelines or something like that witnessing uh, your boys out there uh, struggling, and uh, you just want to help them uh, however you can. And uh, obviously, my way is through motivation. And so, I'm, I'm trying to embrace my role however I can right now. How do you deal with that personally? Because you work your whole life for this opportunity. 
you work through practices and workouts to earn the job. It's yours, and all of a sudden you don't have it um, just through a, a freak injury, I guess, is a good way to put it. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm sure sometimes you're going through your week and you're used to thinking – I'm going to be out there on Sunday and then there's that, Oh wait, or Saturday, then there's probably that split second of realization where, Oh wait, I'm, I'm hurt and I'm not going to be out there. And I'm sure there's a lot of moments just like that, where you're not used to being in this situation. Again, you've worked so hard to be there and it can be a crushing disappointment. I'm sure if you let it be, how do you deal with the mental side of that? And is there any word of advice or anything anybody's given you to help deal with that? Yeah, and I, it is a freak cool thing. It sucks because it's not like some big, like, honorable injury. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say honorable, but, you know, it's not like I'm actually, like, injured, you know? I just, I got a little, like, a little thing wrapped around my finger, and I can't hold the football. It's just like, what the heck is that? So, it's, uh, that, it, it feels like it's something so small that's holding me out, and obviously it's important for my position, but, like, it just is like, come on, man. Like this is what, this was going to be my first injury. Like this is what's going to hold me out. And, um, it's, um, it, it is difficult sometimes. Um, you know, you feel the season kind of, uh, going by, you, uh, and you almost feel like you're looking at it from the outside in. You're not really, um, in the thick of it anymore with, uh, the guys and you're not, you know, sacrificing anything, you're not investing. Like, obviously, I'm invested into the program, but, like, the act of sacrifice every weekend is is, is not there. Um, so there's really, like, no way for me to, like, pay my rent, I guess, as uh, some people might put it. Um, um, and, I mean, as far as advice goes, you know, it's just people tell me that, you know, you st I still have a job. Like, I'm still a part of the team. It's not like I'm gone. Like, guys still need me. And, um, you know, I already talk about how my job is, you know, motivating and getting guys' spirits up. So uh, that's what I'm doing. And I'm focusing on that. And uh, also, too, like, going back and almost treating it like an off season. like going back and watching old games of me and looking at um, my notes, uh, some stuff that I took from my game. Um, things I wanted to fix or work on. And then, you know, looking at old film too, I can see new things that I never even saw, you know, um, have a little bit more experience this year, um, you know, kind of in what would you call mid-season form, at least mentally, maybe not physically, but um, uh, just trying to learn what else I can do uh, from that film as well. And um, looking at uh, some games from future opponents, uh, games that I'm, you know, obviously looking forward to hoping and uh, planning on playing in. So making sure that my, my whole thing right now is I don't want to feel like I have all this time, you know, my body's fresh. Um, I'm not, you know, studying the game plan as much as I have been in weeks past. Um, I don't want to feel like whenever I am healthy and I'm playing that I didn't prepare as best as I possibly could for whenever I was going to be out there again. Because if I feel like I'm not completely 100% prepared, then I'm not going to feel confident about what I'm doing. And confidence is the biggest thing, like the biggest factor into playing my game well. And so making sure that I maintain a certain level of confidence is really important to me. So whether that be like scheduling out my week, how I'm going to get my homework done, what film I'm going to study, what I'm looking for on certain tapes, 
um, whether that be breaking down other teams uh, that, you know, we're going to be playing later on this season, um, working with uh, receivers on some route running, watching film with them, talking about what I feel like they can do better, different things like that, just making sure that I feel like I'm being as humanly productive and efficient as possible with my time and not wasting any time scrolling through like Instagram or on Snapchat or, you know, time wasters like that, just making sure that I'm going to be completely prepared whenever I come back. And to be completely honest, like if I can completely like not change my game, but elevate it to another level that I haven't reached yet is kind of the vision that I have for myself whenever I do get back out on that field. And that's motivating in and of itself. Um, and, uh, I guess I'm just like eager at this point, eager to get back out there, um, and, uh, start playing with my, my boys again, because I love playing football and, uh, no matter how the game's going, what the results are, like, I know the guys that I'm playing with love being out there too. So I'm, uh, I'm ready to get back out there with them. What do you do? I know you can't go through practice as you normally would. So what, what do you do to make up for that? Is it is it cardio? Is there an amount of weightlifting can you do? What is your workout routine like these days? Yeah, I'm lifting uh, twice a week now. Um, I can, I've can. i been starting uh, doing some cardio, just making sure that, um, you know, they don't want me really running too much, just uh, if I aggravate it anymore. Um, but I have started doing some cardio stuff and now at practice, it's more, um, kind of like mirroring, uh, whatever we're doing, like footwork stuff, like visualizing, throwing, uh, moving in the pocket, uh, visualizing, making a read or getting through a progression, practicing my footwork, different stuff like that. Um, obviously, you know, uh, nothing with football right now, but, um, you know, I can still like hold the towel and do my arm mechanics to make sure that I'm not getting rusty throwing the football because that's the last thing I want is trying to knock some rust off my spiral whenever I get back instead of worrying about making the right read. So there's, um, there's absolutely things I can do. I want to, you know, especially going into these next couple of weeks, want to get a lot, a lot more uh, mental training and uh, visualization. Um, and you know, whether that be on the game field or the practice field, um, and even on game day, you know, I kind of have a plan in my head of whenever I want to get out there on the field and, uh, start going through certain plays and, um, that's kind of the plan I have for watching film too. Like I want to watch old games and um, I want to see like the stunts they do with their D line and um, see if there's places I could have stepped up in the pocket, maybe could have possibly like escaped out and made a play on my feet um, or just like have stayed in there and made a better throw. And, you know, want to write those specific situations down and like go over what the call was, what the defense is. All right, here's what happened. Here's how I need to react and just visualize it in kind of a game speed tempo. And I'm almost like I'm playing the game again because um, Russell Wilson's kind of going through a finger injury uh, as well. And uh, I saw a video of him on Twitter today. Um, Kayleen, our medical coach, actually showed it to me. Um, It was him on game day, uh, literally like in the huddle, like by himself on the football field, but he was on a knee like calling out a football play to like nobody, like just visualizing, like putting himself in the moment, like talking as if he was in the huddle and then breaks it, gets up at the line, makes his check, points the ID, go through his his entire pre-snap process and then does the footwork, goes through the read, like steps in, like avoids and then throws the whatever throw he was making on that, uh, that play. 
And it's just like that level of detail and that level of preparation for whenever you do return is exactly what I need to be doing. And so that helped me realize kind of how I need to be pairing during this time. So there's, um, there's, there's definitely some stuff that I'm trying to, um, trying to incorporate right now, uh, as far as my practice and the, as I'm progressing and, you know, my healing, it's only going to increase and, you know, we'll see whenever I uh, use a football, I think, you know, I have, uh, pretty good hopes, um, that that's going to be fairly soon. So, um, we'll see, but, um, I'm, I'm feeling good about uh, what I can be doing. Uh, right now. This season of the Vandy Sports Podcast is made possible by my friend Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. When it comes to general or cosmetic dentistry services, Jody is the best in Nashville. And just check out his client list. It testifies to that. He sees movie stars, music stars, athletes, coaches, you name it. Jody is the dentist of choice for stars in Nashville. But he sees regular folks like you and I as well. And what people like about the experience is the ambiance. Someone described it to me as a tooth spa. I went in and looked at it myself. That's exactly what it is. It is a relaxing, friendly environment. So whether your dental needs are general or cosmetic, go see Jody. Call him at 615-270-2322. His office is located at 55 Music Square East, not far from downtown Nashville, not far from the Vanderbilt campus. Jody is a former Vanderbilt football player, a huge booster of Commodore Athletics. His support as the title sponsor for Season 7 is the reason we are able to do this podcast. Go see Dr. Jody Jones today. Thank him for his support of the Vandy Sports Podcast and tell him you heard about it here. Are you like a... I don't know if these are the right words, but like a, a second coach to Mike right now, because obviously you you can't play and you're watching a lot of things. So how is that relationship different now that you're not able to play? I, I'd say it, would, it hasn't really changed too much. Um, you know, I, I'd say, you know, our conversation isn't very extensive, whether that it, it might be something like, hey, like there's cover two right there. You know, need to read the will on this concept. Um uh, but we got two completely different playing styles, you know, so it's like he sees the game a little bit different than I do. And so a lot of times, you know, he'll he'll make his play and I'm like, all right, yep, that's uh, that, that's his perspective. And uh, that's how he plays. Um, and I don't really, you know, coach him up too much um, on that stuff. Yeah, I, I think my my thing is more like operate operationally, like getting guys the the call, lining them up making sure we're breaking the huddle with time still on the play clock that, you know, obviously we're not taking a delay game or something like that. And then um, guys know what they're doing. If I feel like, you know, we're not running the right routes or they're not crisp routes or we're not the correct depth or the timing of the play is off, you know, maybe individually going over to guys and like helping them out a little bit with that sort of stuff. But as far as me and Mike goes, I'm, I'm not really like a second coach to him at all. Like we're the same age, you know, so it's not like I'm, above him by any means or you know of a higher like level than he is he's a um i guess you could say like an equal to me so we're, we're both quarterbacks and i think that we talk to each other sometimes about how we can help each other but we we pretty much do our own thing i think i asked you a form of this a week ago what have you learned now on the sidelines for two games that you think you can take and apply going forward when you're back on the field again yeah, I think, yeah, I do remember this question. It's just the perspective that you have from the sidelines is, like, it, it, it's interesting because, I, I mean, other than, like, 
late in the game, you know, coming out and like, all right, you're not going to get these last two series or whatever. Like I've never watched the offense operate on the sidelines. And so um, seeing that it's just kind of like, it kind of puts things in perspective, how not simple, but like overcomplicated we make the game sometimes and like how we overhype it in our heads or make it a bigger stage than what it actually is. And, um, I think whenever I get back out there on the field, I'm going to kind of take that realization with me. Like, you know, I'm out here on a field on a Saturday playing in a football game when, you know, however many weeks ago I was on that sidelines with no stress in the world, having some fun, like enjoying the atmosphere. Like that should be my attitude right now. Like there should be, there shouldn't be any stress. There shouldn't be any worry, anxiety, uh, nervousness, obviously some nervousness, but not to the point where it's inhibiting any performance. And, um, I think I'm going to take that with me and be like, this is just fun. Like just being out here is fun. Like you're, you're one of the 11 guys on your team that gets to run out onto the field right now. Like be grateful. You got a patch on your chest that says Vanderbilt and has an SEC logo on your Jersey. You know, it's like, there's so many cool things to, to be a part of playing here. And, you know, it, it just puts things in perspective whenever you're kind of stripped of the helmet and shoulder pads. It's kind of like, wow, like that, that that's really that's really nice. Like, I, I wish I had that back right now. So um, I think it's that that level of uh, gratitude and also perspective that I'll take with me. How does a team keep its morale up in, in times like this? Um, it's hard, but whenever you get a group of guys that are close that aren't toxic or a cancer to each other that, you know, don't try and talk behind uh, each other's backs that, you know, is invested in what we're doing. Um, it makes it easy. Um, and I, I say easy as in where most people would fold under the, um, the situations that we're going through. Um, we don't. And I think, you know, we find ways to remain positive and the things that we're doing and you know it's games like that happen on saturday that you take with you on sunday when you watch film and then when you wake up monday morning you're on to the next week and you're worried about the game plan for missouri and last week was last week and don't let it be this week you know it's uh it's not something you're supposed to take with you so it's um disappointing that the results aren't where we want them right now but you know we play football because we love playing the game and results are important, but they're not everything. And I think if you make them everything, you'll drive yourself nuts, especially in the situations that we're in right now. And everyone, everyone on the team wants to win. There isn't a single guy that's happy with what's going on right now under no circumstances, but it's, um, it's, it's one of those things where you work, so long and so hard for that it's almost like if you don't enjoy it and you don't have fun doing it then you're really missing the entire point of everything so um i think that's an important message for guys to continue to understand and realize what they put into this even though it's not looking the way that we planned or wanted to that we've put so much into this and worked so hard and 
you know, we, we haven't earned it yet. We haven't, we haven't done enough to get where we want to be. And uh, we realize that and we understand for the guys that are, uh, be coming back next year that we got a lot of work to put in this off season. So, um, it's, it's tough, but it's not impossible. And I think we've done a really good job, you know, compared to the team that I was on last year of staying together, um, staying in it, you know, sticking through the fire and making sure that we're playing as hard as we can every week with the intention to win because we we've always feel like we're going to have a formula to win every week and we're never going to be out of it before the game starts, you know? So just making sure guys uh, continue to believe each other and um, the leadership of the team has to be strong too. And I think we do have strong leaders that um, care about this place and care about the guys on the team too. So it's a, it's a, it's a brotherhood and it's a good family and we look out for each other. Well, the team you played was pretty impressive offensively. What is it like to sit there and watch Mississippi State and an offense where a quarterback throws almost 60 times yeah. a game? That's not something you see often. What were your impressions of what they ran? <laughs> yeah, it was it was really like interesting because last year, obviously we played them, but like I don't really watch the defense that much and like what they're doing because I'm on the sidelines kind of talking gameplay stuff, going over what happened on the previous drive. But I was just, I mean, watching watching their offense is is like as a quarterback you can appreciate it a little bit. As a, a competitor and opponent, <laughs> you hate it. But it's um, it, it was methodical. It was, you know, you think of an air raid offense, you think of like oh, a lot of passes, you know, incomplete passes. It's going to be a long game. You know, they're going to be, you know, running a lot of plays. But the air raid offense is a ball conserve offense. They are going to control possession, maintain uh, their clock um, clock time, and to really limit the, the chances you're going to have to get the football. And I think that's what we saw on, on on Saturday as far as our performance goes. And, you know, some of that has to do with the offense, but part of that too is just they extend drives. And, you know, the quarterback did a good job of checking it down whenever it wasn't down the field, and we tackled them inbounds. And, you know, that's 30 seconds every play, you know, so – it, it went by fast. I'll say that. That's one thing that uh, coming up into the game, we were told that, like, hey, you might not realize this, but they're a ball control team. Like, no one's had over 50 plays on them this year. And we're just like, holy smokes, 50? Uh, I, I think we had uh, we had more than 50 plays in the first half against Florida. And, you know, even that game, you know, we can get into that again, how frustrating that was not uh, getting the – productivity that we wanted uh, as far as uh, scoring points in that game goes holy smokes I hate thinking about that game we did so well offensively and we just couldn't put it in the end zone that's so frustrating but for a team like Mississippi State they, they're they're going to limit your possessions but you definitely can appreciate some of it as a quarterback do you have any friendships with other quarterbacks in the league you know, you'd be surprised to find out. I'm not very friendly when it comes to other quarterbacks. I am. Uh, I'm. I tend to be kind of competitive. So, uh, especially whenever I was in high school and at camps, um, I hated all of them. And so, I, hate's a strong word. I didn't like any of them. Um, probably took it personally a lot of times uh, too. So, I uh, no one that I specifically keep in contact with. I think that's – I don't know if that's unusual. Like, I know that there are players that are on group texts with 
you know, literally hundreds of other players and stuff like that at, at times I hear. So you're, you, but you're not one of those guys. Wow. Yeah. No, no one included me in their uh, hundred player group chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, there, there are worse things. So, but you're, <laughs> you're not, you're not big on the time sucks that, that most of us are big on anyway. So you're, you're, you're marching to a little bit of a, a beat of a different drummer as it is, which, which is not a bad thing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to, I can definitely get lost in Twitter and Instagram and spend, you know, four hours a day scrolling through, you know, the endless timeline. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I do whatever I can to stay away from that. You know, I, I just feel so terrible whenever I'm on social media for too long. It's just like, it's not a fun place to be, you know? Yeah, I know. I, I'm just wondering how you find the discipline. <laughs> you know, it's tough. I, uh, I manipulate my screen time and put like little uh, time limits on each app. So if I'm on Instagram for an hour a day, I get a little notification like, hey, you're on Instagram too long. And it locks my app. So I have to like put in my password every time I want to go back into it. So it's um, just little things like that. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I realize that if I do go on it, I'm going to regret it. So. And, and let me testify, he's not lying because there were a couple times early in the show where I'm texting you and like trying to coordinate a time. And I just get like radio silence for Ken for like four or five hours. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I get the text. Oh, sorry. I, I had my phone up the whole time, which by the way, I'm, I'm not, I'm not slamming. It. I, th- I think it's great. I wish, I wish I had the discipline to do what you do. Yeah. I, I you hear your phone, like just, and I'm just like, ah, sometimes like, my biggest thing is just like out of sight, out of mind. Like if I don't see it, I'm not going to get on it. But if I'm always have it sitting next to me on my desk or, you know, charging on the counter or something, I'm going to get on it. But I try and like hide it from me almost. You know, if my wife hears that, I'm going to get a total lecture about this and it's going to be all your fault. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, college kid has more fun. To, yeah. I'm just yeah. Co- college guy has more discipline than, than the podcast host. <laughs> so. Th- thanks, thanks for that, Ken. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, if I wasn't so busy, I probably would. Uh, but uh, we got so much going on; it, it's almost impossible to stay on my phone for more than four hours a day. So, and four hours might sound like a lot, but I, I'll go on my friends' phones, and they got like ten hours on TikTok a day. And I'm not exaggerating. Oh I've man, ten hours and twenty-three minutes of TikTok. It's it yeah. gets insane. I, I have a built-in excuse because it's kind of my job. Well, not yeah, kind of, but 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 it's still. I find myself, um, especially during fantasy baseball season. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know that I need to check the box score fifty times a day, but you know, that is funny. <laughs> that's how I roll. Uh, I'm not one for fantasy baseball, so I could. Tell yeah, you. well, you know, if if you don't like time sucks, stay away. So <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Let's get into the mailbag if you're ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Our mailbag is sponsored by Sutherland and Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, call Taylor or Russell at 615-846-6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. Uh, Ann Arbor says, when injured, are the things you do more of to compensate for not practicing or playing more film review, for example, to stay sharp? Now, we answered most of that, but I'll let you tie up any loose ends here. Yeah, it's just, you know, you try and do what you can physically, but most of the preparation is going to be mental. So, like like you said, like watching film, um, mental visualization, uh, like we talked about, it's going to be really big for me. 
um, and just going through like game like situations and trying to create somewhat the the stress of game day uh, for myself, um, just so it's not completely foreign whenever I get back out there and I'm not starting from scratch. Okay, Mock VU says, is the pass play calling designed to target certain guys, or is it just reading who was open? Are the guys with more targets having more plays run for them, or do they just get open more? That's a good question. You know, I think um, on certain plays, you the quarterback has the option uh, to find his best matchup, and so that, that that's kind of on the quarterback to see where his matchups are. Um, it has a lot to do with, like, positions, too. Um, I think uh, specifically in our offense, uh, the outside receivers are more um, involved in like the passing concepts than they have been in uh, our previous offense. Um, and so I think that's why they get uh, the catch, the number of catches they do. We just like to, our offense is all about like taking space and access, but I feel like most of the plays though are, you know, uh, reads, um, zone reads, uh, different things like that. Um, high low and an area or a defender. And I'm making the read based off of that. Uh, and I think, you know, there is a part of route running that has to come with it. It's all about, like, the timing and the depth and being on the same page with the quarterback and being consistent, uh, being consistent with the route running, making sure the quarterback always knows where you're going to be, um, when you're going to get there, so that way I can take my same drop and uh, I can be looking at the defense uh, during the play and not worried about if my guy's getting jammed off the line or something like that. But um, I wouldn't, I, I don't think, uh, the number of catches, uh, is indicative of, um, they run better routes or we're trying to target them. I think it's a mix of both. Um, I, and I couldn't say which one was more prevalent. I think they're both, uh, pretty equal. Um, you know, obviously the guys who are playing in the game more are going to get uh, more opportunities. So I think you, you look into that too, but, um, yeah, I, I think all of our receivers do a good job um, running routes. And uh, we got to clean up some stuff as far as the timing of the breaks go. But um, I, I don't think it's it's like play calling or anything like that. Ken, I'm out of questions in the mailbag. Uh, anything you got that was worth the mention before uh, we end the show tonight? Shallow mailbag. Not, not many in the mailbag tonight. Well, we, we, we <laughs> talked. Actually, there were some that were in there that I kind of hit in the, the yeah. earlier part of this. So, and, and then some ones that are, you know, anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're all good. Right. <laughs> we appreciate them, right. though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, anyway, four, four is yours as we end the show tonight. Yeah, and uh, I usually end up saying something about uh, the past game and how I'm looking forward to the next game. And uh, it sounds repetitive, but I think the team's in a good place right now. Um, our our spirits are still up. Um, my message to everyone is just like stay on Twitter. I know we already talked about it and joked around, but like it can definitely be bad for your mental health as a player if you're checking that and worried about other people's opinions. You know, we gotta make sure that we are um, staying focused on what we want to do. Um, but, you know, supporting us is going to be the biggest thing. Like, uh, it's it's tough for us right now. And um, we're doing what we can to keep our, uh, our attitude and mentals up. But I think continuing to support the team. And, um, you know, obviously it's not, not what the fans wanted. But I think when you can't be there for the players, that uh, is much appreciated. And especially times like this, it goes way farther than people might realize, but you know, not asking for anyone's pity because that's absolutely not what we're looking for. But 
I think we got a good plan to win this week. Um, and I'm excited because I feel like everything that we're looking at right now uh, looks really good against this defense that we're going to play against Missouri that uh, we feel like we got some guys that can match up well with uh, what they do on defense. And uh, we're going to make them tackle, tackle us in space. We feel like uh, we like our athletes against theirs. So we're, um, we're looking to get those uh, one-on-one matchups and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the game this weekend. It'll be, it'll be fun to, to watch the guys work out there. So um, yeah, I, I ain't got much else though. I, um, that's all I got. I knew I was forgetting something, and it was Missouri. Uh, and, and so you talked about them a little bit, but you, you'd see that offense too, I guess, and they go fast. What do you make of the way they play? Honestly, I haven't seen a single snap of them on offense. I you're just watching – yeah, you're just watching the defensive side then. Okay. <laughs> well, they yeah. they do play quickly. I mean, they, they go fast. So. Really? Yeah. Huh. Is it or, the same offensive coordinator as last year? Would you know? Um, I feel like it is. No, no, wait. Let's see. Yeah, I, I think it is. I'd, I'd have to look that up. Now you've yeah. you've stumped the the host here, but <laughs> yeah, they they've been yet. known to play fast. So yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we we're we're gonna play a couple of them. Uh, starting from <laughs> I guess at this point now they you get, we got Ole Miss, we got Tennessee, who's a newly fast paced offense. I knew about them already. Uh, I didn't know about Missouri. Um. Hopefully it'll give us some more possessions. We can shut them out, get a quick three and out, um, go drive the field. That'll be exciting. Yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, they had a coaching change. This is their second year of that staff, so I think it's the same coordinator. So anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey Ken, um, thanks for joining us today. It's again, it's been. I, I know these aren't easy for you to do, so. Um, Appreciate you hanging in there, and, and best of luck to you on your rehab. Best of luck to the team this week. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, Chris. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We thank our presenting sponsor, Jody Jones DDS. We thank our other sponsors, Sutherland and Belk and MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, and that's how we make this work, please email me at chrislee70 at gmail.com. We also ask that you subscribe to our website, VandySports.com. That is $99 a year. You get things there that you don't get here. And, of course, please rate, review, and subscribe where you see our podcast. That helps us get noticed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VandySports.com. Follow me at ChrisLee70. And finally, subscribe to our Vandy Sports YouTube channel as well. Thank you for listening to the Vandy Sports Podcast, which is part of the 440 Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. We'll catch you with another episode coming very soon.